We're in the series um, in the book of Ephesians, and we're going to be only looking at uh, two verses today, Ephesians chapter 5, verse um, 1 and 2, and that's going to come on the screen. Here we go. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us. And gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Amen. Um, Tonight's going to be a shorter message. Amen. (laughs) Because we've got baptism and dedication after. Um, This week was an interesting week. We had our... um, So I I, I have a coach. uh, Not a gym coach, obviously. But I have a church coach. Um, Our church has a church coach. Um, and his name's um, Pastor Ray Chang, and, and he was in town for four days, and um, we got to spend some time with him. And um, every, time, every time I meet this coach, he always starts with the question, how's church? How's church going? Now, obviously, that's because that's his area of coaching me and our church. And he always asks me, how's church? And it's always really hard to ask that question, uh, answer that question, because it, it, it can be very sort of gray, very airy fairy. It's like, you know, if someone says to you, "How's the gym?" You know, it's very. There are ways to quantify how the gym is going. Number one, did you go? You know, and number two, did it hurt? You know, and I think if you say yes to both of those things, you know, you, you're going well, kind of thing. But church is a bit different. You kind of go, well, you know, do we have more people? You know, is our offering growing? You know, are we, are we you know, converting new people? Like, there are other ways. But, but I realized um, this year, because of our new mission statement, it's getting easier to now um, work out how we're doing as a church. Now, our mission statement uh, centers around three words. And it's the words belong, become, and bless. And so I realized that the way to answer the question of how we're doing as a church is to ask ourselves those three questions. How are we doing, how are we doing in, in our belonging? You know, how are we doing in, in helping people belong to God and helping people belong to the church? You know, when people come to church, you know, are they, do they feel that they belong to God? Do they feel like, you know, God loves them and, and that there's a personal relationship with God that's available? Do they feel like they belong to the church? Or do we have people coming to the church that still feel like they don't really belong? They come to some, you know, um, uh, religious um, uh, obligation? Or is it, do they really feel like a family in this place? And so these are some of the questions. And then then the second one is to become, you know, as people come, you know, are they becoming more like Jesus? You know, are they becoming more like Jesus in the way that he lived, in the way that he taught? And then thirdly, uh, 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 people in our church, are they being a blessing? Is it still just about them? You know, are, are, we just, are we just this childcare center of young Christians where we're just sort of feeding, you know, kids bananas and, and not helping them actually grow into what God wants them to be? Belong, become, and bless. You know, the, the reason why we ended up in the book of Ephesians is because we believe that um, God speaks on all of these three areas in the book of Ephesians. The first three chapters of Ephesians talked about who God was and who we were. You know, God was the creator and we were his creation, but we were separated. We, we were dead 
We were dead in our sins. Spiritually, we were dead. We were separated from God, which made us dead. And it was only through Jesus that made us alive once again. And that's who we are. That's, that's, that's who we belong to. We don't belong to the world anymore. We belong to God. And because we belong to God, there is more. we, we have a greater reason to live and a purpose and a mission. And then, and then Paul ticks over from chapter 4 and talks about, well, if you are a new creation, if you are a Christian, if you belong to God, how is it that you're meant to live your life? You know, last week we used that very complicated analogy of the cow. You guys remember that? The cow, okay? If you, if you, if you weren't here last week, go to the podcast. It was a great analogy. You know, by mooing or eating grass doesn't make you a cow, but if you are a cow in core essence, then you will moo and eat grass. And it's the same with Christianity. Just because you do Christian things doesn't make you a Christian. But when your life has been transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, then everything outflows out of that. And that's what Paul's been saying. And that's what Paul is going to say today. That's what he's going to say today. And I said, um, actually, we were meant to go through like 20 verses today, uh, but because of baptism, and I just, uh, I, I just thought I'd focus on the first two. But in your life groups this week, you're going to talk a little bit more about, well, what does it mean to be a Christian? How, is it, how am I meant to live? You know, what does it look like? But what I want to do is I want to look at just the first two verses because I think um, Paul is going to remind us of, of why we do what we do. Let me read those verses again. It says this. Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, let's keep things really simple. There are two commands in these verses. Right? The first one is this. Follow God's example. Right? And that's really important, right? Because this is the whole idea of becoming like Jesus. Like as we grow in maturity, that we, we need to become, we, we, we need to have a model to follow. And the model, God says, is, is me. Let God be your model. Do what he does. But what's interesting about this verse is it's not just, just go follow God. Just do what he does. But it's the posture of how we're meant to do this. And it comes from those next few words. Therefore, as dearly loved children. Paul doesn't say, go follow God because he's perfect and because you're a sinner and because you need him. But he says, follow his example because you're his child. Uh, psychologists say that the number one influence on a child's life is the same gendered parent. Okay, so I have three boys. So uh, psychologists say that I will be the number one influence on the three boys' lives. And then my daughter, the number one influence on her life will be my wife. That's why God gave us three sons and only one daughter. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying, okay? God gives to those that he loves and entrusts. Anyway, okay. <laughs> you know, like, if you think about even your life, right, who the, the big influences were on your life, 
it really does start within family. You know, there's a big difference between like a teacher and student relationship or a general to a soldier relationship from a father and a child relationship. When a, when a teacher shows a student something, they teach them and they try to explain to their best ability whatever concept they're trying to teach them. But whether the student learns or not, it's irrelevant to that teacher's personal life. Because for the teacher, it's a job. Now, for a general, a general of an army who demands from a soldier what to do, the soldier is in no position to question or to disagree with the commandment that has come down from the general. But when a father teaches a child, not only are they fully invested into this child, so it matters. It matters to the father whether this child understands the concept or not, and it affects them personally. But it's also a place where They're open for questions and feedback, and it's a two-way relationship. A loving parent shows patience, guidance, and the example to their children. But here's the thing, they don't just show it. And I think this is the difference, and this is a lesson to all of our fathers and mothers. If you want to be a good dad or mom, don't just teach your kids what is right and wrong but show them and walk with them through that. You know, my, 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 my own father, you know, I, I could probably say that um, the biggest thing that he, he taught me was discipline. You know, you need to be disciplined in, in what you do. Obviously, I, I probably haven't learned as best as he taught, but it, it's not that he ever said that to me but he showed it to me. He showed it to me in his life and he showed it to me in the way we interacted, what was important. In the same way, God is the same. He shows us much patience and guidance and not just gives us the example, but walks with us in that modeling. That's the first thing. Paul calls Uh, The believers to follow God's example. And the second one is this. He calls them to walk in the way of love. Walk in the way of love. You know, the the message of Jesus, the gospel of of Jesus Christ is, is founded on love. I think sometimes when we go to church for a bit too long or, or we forget, we forget that the the foundational message of Jesus was not heaven and hell, was not necessarily right or wrong, but it was the message of what love was. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. See, what we receive is the greatest gift from God, and it was given to us not because you and I deserved it or not because you and I did anything to earn it, but God gave it to us freely because he loved us. And, 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 and what a great reminder it is once again tonight. As children, 
We have a model, but we also have a Father that loves us. Walk in the way of love. And, and, and there's the next part to it, right? Just as Christ loved us. And once again, it's not just, hey, go walk in the way of love and you, know, you kind of go and work out what that means. No, no, it's walk in the way of love. Here's how. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the Father God walking us through what it means to live out the gospel in our lives. Now, whether you do that or not is a choice. Whether you struggle with that or not is something that, you know, that God will walk us through. But, but he gives us these examples. Follow God's example. Just like Jesus died on the cross. This is our choice that we have to lay down being right, to lay down the idea of being superior, to lay down the thoughts of being indifferent and choosing to walk in the way of love. This is what it means to live out the gospel. Now, the rest of the chapter is going to tell us about, it's going to give us a list of things that we shouldn't do, and then it's going to give us a list of things that we should do. And, and a lot of the times, we become very religious about this, and we go, well, the Bible's just all about do this and don't do this. No, 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 no. The Bible is giving you this. God is giving you these things as guidelines to help you. Because we can't work this out on our own. You know, we think, we, we, we have a very high view of ourselves. We think that we understand morality. We think that we understand what's right and wrong. But the reality is, it's hard. It's not as black and white as you and I might think it to be. And depending on your circumstances, depending on your situation, it can be completely different. God gives us these, these, uh, His Word to, to not box us into the life we should live, but to help us in releasing us into the life we should live. These rules aren't, they're not rules to, to constrict us. They're guidelines to free us. It said the, the rest of the passage will go on to talk about what that looks like. And I promise you it's a great conversation at Life Group that you'll have this week. But what we need to understand even before that once again, and, and I believe this is what Paul's going to be pushing over and over again, is this, know who you are. Know your identity first. Because you can't do things to make yourself something. It's when you are that something, naturally it will come out. When you are a living gospel being. When you're a living gospel being, meaning that you've accepted the gospel of Jesus and you're living that out in your life, then all of these things that Paul talks about that you should do and you shouldn't do will naturally flow out of you. And of course, we talked about this last uh, few weeks ago, but it's a process of maturity. For some people, we, we, we change quick and for some people, we, we just change slow. But as we do that, God walks with us.
He walks with us like a loving father. So, two questions to, I guess, ponder on. Uh, Firstly, is this as God's child? And when God says, you know, follow my example, how, how, how similar are you to Father God? I know God is perfect, but, you know, the way that you think and the way that you feel and the way that you see the world... You know, sometimes when we pray, we pray things like, God, give me your heart that I may understand you. God, give me your eyes so that I can see the world in the way that you see them. That's what this is all saying. It's it's about following God, following God's example. So how similar are you to your father? And then secondly, uh, I guess, you know, because of the verse, it's a question of, well, the way that you live your life right now, Is it motivated out of love? The way that you live your life, the way that you make your decisions right now in your life, if you're a Christian, is it motivated and driven by love? The same love that Jesus demonstrated when he died on the cross for your sin and mine? Or is it motivated by something else? He said these are you know, very practical questions to, to chat about and talk about. But it's a reminder. So I, I keep going back to this. Paul is reminding us that the actions are secondary. The actions are secondary. It's not even like, are you a good Christian or are you a bad Christian? I think the key importance is, are you a real Christian? Like, has the message of Jesus transformed your life? Has it changed your core essence? Let me finish with this. Uh, uh, we have an associate pastor, Pastor May, who's uh, wonderful in most areas. <laughs> um, but one of the things that she does, uh, which is great, but sometimes she could probably time it a little bit better. I only say this because she's not here, and I'm pretty sure she won't listen to the podcast. Um, sometimes, you know, like, um, you know, there's that kid that asks questions in, in, in class, and that's fine, but if the class finishes at 11 o'clock, she, they ask it at 10.59, while you're, like, you're already packing your bags, right? You're like, oh, yes, I'm ready to go home. And then that one kid goes, excuse me, miss. And they don't even ask a question like a yes or no question, but they're like, so can you tell me about creation? This big opening, and the whole class is like, uh, you know. Sometimes my associate can be like that. Just saying. But it was interesting because one of the questions that she brought up today was, are we sinners? Right? Are we sinners? I thought, this is an interesting question. If Jesus has died for us on the cross, and he's paid the penalty for our sin. And he's changed your identity and mine so that when God sees us through the lens of Jesus, he doesn't see our sinfulness. He doesn't see our, our sinful nature, but he sees the righteous nature of God. Then are we sinners? And the answer that we got to was, no, we're not. We commit sin. And we might be sinful. It's something that we do, something that we are struggling with, but our core essence, and this is what the gospel of Jesus has done for us. It's changed our identity. 
No longer are we sinners, but we are God's children. We are righteous, but we just happen to still have to struggle with sin. The question tonight, my friends, is this. What is your core essence? What is, what is, who are you inside? Not what you do. Are you God's child? Are you, are, are you walking in the way of love because of what Jesus has done for you? So please don't make this just about doing and doing and doing, but questioning who you really are. And I pray that God will remind you once again tonight that you are his child and that he loves you very much. And he's willing to walk with you wherever and whatever you're involved in. Let's pray.